Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Straight Talk for the Soul series, your vibrational, multidimensional vitamin for the body, mind, and spirit. I'm Carrie Murphy, your host, creator, and founder of this global broadcast and brilliant community of light. I want to extend a bright and a beautiful good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all of you tuning in from around the world. We're celebrating Season 23, and today I'm joined by certified clinical hypnotherapist and intuitive guide, Julia Sahali. We're going to talk about bringing your birth story that was imprinted on you through your genealogical lineage and inscribed upon you from preconception to early childhood, and then aligning that story with your soul's blueprint. Uh, you can rewrite and heal your birth story and live your soul's true calling. Um, and how you came into this world, it really matters and it influenced um, and influences the rest of your life. So when you came into the world, did you feel welcomed and celebrated? Did you feel like you could depend on others uh, to get your needs met for nourishment and attention? Did you feel worthy of love? Well, we're going to dive into all of this and more. Uh, we'll take some live callers later. Press star 2 on your phone uh, to raise your hand, um, and you can ask your questions uh, of Julia. And she will be offering a Divine Spark activation later, so stay tuned for that. Uh, so welcome home, all of you beautiful souls, luminous light leaders, new earth paradise partners, cosmic creators to this next phase of your spiritual awakening and exploration. Know that this is a harmonious haven, a sacred space, and a soulful sanctuary to see your sacredness and to feel empowered. This is a unity community designed to illuminate your potential as uh, an unlimited divine human. And I am dedicated and devoted to walking hand-in-hand hand and heart-to-heart with all of you as we soar into our highest potentials together. Uh, I want to invite you to subscribe to this show. It is a free platform. You can access everything at straighttalkforthesoul.com. You can also listen to all of our replays on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Audible, and Stitcher. Uh, and you are welcome to connect with us in our private Facebook group or on Instagram. Uh, and during our time together today, if you've joined us online, feel free to write in in our webcast if you have questions or comments, and I will be checking in there, and we would love to hear from you. Uh, and now, I've been doing something this season, season 23. I want to invite each of you um, to join hands and hearts with every single soul in this sacred circle. Envision this feel this, set the pure intention to radiate waves of love and kindness and compassion into each and every heart, as well as to every soul on the planet. Just radiate that love now, feel those waves of love uniting us all, kind of swimming and flowing back and forth, you know, to you, from you. We're just uplifting one another, blessing all members of this unity community and all beings on the planet. That is the power uh, and potency of a community like this. So thank you for doing that and participating. And now allow me to tell you about my beautiful co-creative partner for today. 
Uh, Julia. She holds a safe and compassionate presence for those who are ready to get to the very core of healing their birth wounds and who are ready to rewrite their own story. She works with the birth scripts that have been passed down generationally, carried over from past lives, written in the pre-life, uh, or inscribed from conception to early childhood, and, and all those who have had a birth that did not go as planned. Uh, Julia is a sacred birth keeper, a certified clinical medical support hypnotherapist. She's certified in past life, interlife, and neonatal regression. And she's also a pre- and perinatal practitioner and a hypnobabies childbirth instructor. And she's also the host of the Cosmic Birth Show. So today we're talking about reclaiming your abandoned inner child from self-betrayal by healing your birth wound. Um, again, we're going to take live callers. There'll be a divine spark activation. And Julia's really going to highlight how we're born with two stories, one that was branded on us by others and the one that we wrote in the pre, in pre-life before we were born. And that's our soul's blueprint. Um, and we're going to talk about how uh, when we live lives based on a wounded script, we're actually betraying our soul's true calling. So we're going to talk about how our woundedness is an invitation to meet what was unmet and welcome it with compassion. So there's no longer any need to continue striving, proving, or using survival strategies to hurt ourselves and others. Uh, Julia will also talk about what an imprint is, how they're created, some of the most common ones, uh, why they hurt us, how we can repattern them, and then the rewards of becoming a healing presence and living your soul's true calling. Uh, I am so grateful to have Julia here with us, so please join me in extending waves and waves of love, light, and joy to Julia as I welcome her to the show. Hi, beautiful. Hi, Carrie. Oh, thank you so much. I, I'm just feeling the presence and the extension and the warmth and the wealth of being invited into this circle, and thank you so much. I'm happy to be here, and I'm so honored. Oh, I'm so, this is your first time here. Yeah. Hopefully the first of many, Julia. Um, you know, this is truly a sacred circle, and I feel like you, you're going to feel right at home here. So, um, <laughs> And I love what we're talking about. As I told you before we went live, this is really unique, and your background is unique. And so I want to talk a little bit about your background and what – you know, led you to be so passionate about this work. Um, mm. I know you had six home births. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes. Um, but tell us a little bit about what you feel is significant about your journey that led you mm. to where you are now. Yeah. So, you know, as I was growing up, I nobody really talked about childbirth around me. So, I really didn't know anything about Mm -hmm. what to expect. My first experience was about when I was 16 years old, and I was taking this health occupations class in high school, and we got to go to different hospitals and tour different areas of the hospital, and we went to the labor and delivery ward. We got to walk around. And, oh, my goodness, my eyes about popped out. I said, are you kidding me? I don't want to ever come here and have a baby. This looks terrifying. I can't believe the way they treat moms and babies. And 
it to me it seems so inhumane with the monitors. It's mm-hmm. just I I just thought, oh my gosh, if this is what we have to go to, I'm not sure I want to do this. And at the time, I didn't know that there were any other options. I just thought that's what all women did. And then mm-hmm. a few years later, I was enrolled in this emergency medical technician uh, training. I was in this class, and we were practicing emergency childbirth. What do we do if we show up at a birth? And I remember something my instructor said that was so profound. It stayed with me ever since. He said to us, he says, mothers have been giving birth without doctors and without hospitals for thousands of years, and they'll continue to be able to do so. If you show up at a birth, there's three things to watch out for, transport, stabilize, Otherwise, your job is to do nothing. Comfort mm-hmm. the mom, just won't let the baby fall on the floor. And I'm thinking to myself, really? Moms just pop out their babies and there's, that's all that happens? Like nobody <laughs> needs to come in and rescue them? And so I thought, well, why do we need all that other stuff? I mean, it's not like moms are coming in with a disease or something. <laughs> so this, I'm thinking, well, maybe this doesn't have to be this way. And right exactly at that same time period, I was living with my future sister-in-law, and she had her her baby born at home. And I got to be part of that, which was super cool. And um, so she just had me come in, and she's on her hands and knees on her bed. I'm pushing on her back, trying to help give some counter pressure and midwife's there, but she's not really doing anything. I mean, she's just supporting and encouraging her, and this baby comes mm-hmm. out, looks right at me, and mom turns over, pulls up the baby, puts on her chest, all the big kids come in, and I'm wow. like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. what I want. And so I decided that I wanted to have a home birth, and 11 months later, I hired the same midwife. I had my firstborn child born at home. And for me, I knew that I wanted to give birth on my own terms, my own way, my own environment. And I needed to feel in control. I needed to feel a sense of autonomy. Mm-hmm. And so it was an incredible experience. It was very empowering. It was very healing. And, and I think that... I was able to tap into this this very primal power within me that brought me really into my body. I didn't know that I had. Mm-hmm. And my midwife, she was she was an extraordinary woman. She this was 1993 even, and she taught me how to use hypnosis in order to go to a special safe place and fall asleep, wake up ready to give birth. She mm-hmm. gave me a book. She gave me this book about how babies remember being in the womb. And she always encouraged me, talk to your baby. Your baby's picking up yeah. everything. You need to you need to interact with your baby. Your baby's experience everything that's going on in your world. And I was already kind of familiar with hypnosis. I would I was already practicing like visualization is sort of that. So this was 30 so, years ago. This is, it's been. Almost 30 years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. I keep going. And I'm only 19, <laughs> I'm 19 years old, right? And I'm just like really gravitating towards this and I'm just fascinated with the mind-body connection and 
all of this. And so then that led me down the path of midwifery. Um, after my third child was born, I studied midwifery, had a, an apprenticeship for a while, and just studied while I was raising mm-hmm. my kids. And all of them were, of course, they were born at home. And then I got to this place where I was really frustrated with so many women coming to me and they were so afraid. They would go mm-hmm. to their doctors and the doctors would instill them with fear and then, then they would feel like they were broken and then there was all this conflicting information about how to be a parent, what to do as a mom. And, mm-hmm. And I thought, how can I help these moms? I was trying so hard to help them understand that, you know, you're in charge. This is your birth. You make the decisions, and mm-hmm. and you're your child's best mom. Nobody can do this better than you, and, and to really help them believe in themselves. And and then it was at that time I had a friend of mine who had an unattended home birth, unassisted, and she invited me to be there, and she was taking this hypnobaby's childbirth program, which brought me back to hypnosis again. And she kept saying to me, gosh, Julie, this, is, this has helped me so much. I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. afraid anymore. I feel confident. And so I kind of left the midwifery pathway and then <laughs> went and studied hypnotherapy. Wow. And then that led me to a school in uh, the Hypnotherapy Academy of America in Albuquerque, New Mexico, back in 2014, and so that I immersed myself in that, and to me, I thought this is this is the missing cave that I'm looking for to really be able to help these women on a steep level, mm. and and it was an incredible experience for me personally as well because we're we're getting uh, supervised coaching and we're in this environment where everybody's, you know, it was like. We're working through our own stuff, too, and we're working through our own birth scripts and our own stories, and, and it's like being completely right. turned inside out for everybody to see, and it was a lot of my own trauma was starting to also come up, too, and so it was a very enriching and learning, growing experience, but also a very healing experience for me mm-hmm. as well, and wow. it was always... Now I'm impressed just listening how, to how long you you've been involved in this and how it's evolved and you know then yeah. then getting into um, past life um, you know regression and, and certified in that and it's really expanded. One thing I wanted to share with you as you were talking, I was reminded when I had my daughter. Um, I, I did it at the hospital, but I didn't take. Um, I didn't do the epidural or anything like that. I just, I watched this waterfall on TV and I had music on with my husband. And oh. and I remember um, they sent this midwife in and and I, she, we just breathed and we, and we she was like an angel. And she, I remember mm. I never saw her again. And I asked my husband, I was like, oh. Who was that? Where did she go? Because it was like such, it made it such a beautiful experience and it actually, um, it was quite easier. I say that now, maybe I didn't feel like that at that moment, but, um, all I remember was thinking that was just this human angel that came in here and, um, but I can see you being that person and now to know that that has evolved to where, you work with people to support them in 
and what we're talking about today, which is rewriting the birth script um, so it aligns with their soul's blueprint. So when did you realize that <laughs> you were combining this understanding of past lives, the soul blueprint? Mm. When did that come into play with all of this? Well, I really felt, you know, it was like I took the hypnotherapy pathway, but I was still in love with birth. It was like how, like I can't, I can't leave the birth because I'm so passionate about it, but I'm also so passionate about this healing. I thought, I have to bring these together. And then I, I went into this peri-prenatal program, and, and we started healing our, our own births and doing the somatic training. And and I was writing to somebody, and I was thinking, what is it that I do exactly? And I thought, <laughs> really what I do is I help people rewrite their stories. I help them make meaning. I help them make sense. I help them define purpose in their lives. I go back to that point when they came into the world that was so significantly important in the foundation of, of their entire lives. And and then it was like, oh, this is everything that I have brought and come together. This, to me, is what it's all about. And and about living your truth, the essence of who you really are, not not what, you know, you were programmed to believe or, or took on. <laughs> but mm-hmm. being able to combine that, the, those two stories into one that is congruent, that is the, the essence of who we truly are. And I thought, oh, that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know you work with people, um, I mean, whether someone has had a miscarriage, stillbirth, abortion, traumatic birth, they were adopted, um, or they're currently trying to conceive traumatic birth, um, or childhood, traumatic childhood, or they're pregnant, Mm -hmm. you really support them in, how do you, okay, when you, when do you take them through um like a regression so that they remember the um the plan that they made the soul plan that they made is that how you um connect them with that or mm-hmm. describe how all that works sure so if if it's been a case of a lost child they usually bring the soul of the child in and connect the mother with the soul of the child, usually there's been some pre-life agreements that have been made in the pre-life. I do do a little bit of pre-life regression. And and so that helps them to see that there was a plan, mm-hmm. that this was something that their souls agreed to participate in each other. And that it brings so much relief when they can understand that they didn't do anything wrong, they didn't make a mistake, and and still to connect with that the soul of the child and to sometimes they they come and they're just like everything's okay, I love you, everything's fine, and then. We usually will do an exchange, and sometimes if there's trauma that's been associated with the event, we'll we'll um, process the trauma that's associated with it as well. So there's the the pre-life aspect. There's the trauma uh, processing the traumatic event, connecting with the soul, and then taking that meaning and using that to 
finds purpose in, in their lives again instead of just being in despair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that you um, refer to woundedness as really just an invitation to meet what was unmet. So how do you most often see this woundedness expressing itself? Yeah, so usually this woundedness is a result of these these birth imprints that we talked about for, before that can be passed down genealogically. They really happen at moments of points of pain that we experience. And that can be before birth, during birth, after birth. And it is really our interpretation of the experiences, the meaning that we make from them, the decisions that we make about life and ourselves that create these wounds within us because back then there was an essential vital need that Mm -hmm. went unmet. And when that need is unmet during this point of pain, that part of us, which may have been an embryo or a newborn baby or a little child, that wherever that development is, that part of us becomes frozen in time and it doesn't grow up with the rest of us. It becomes fragmented. And and so it's always looking out to uh, meet those needs that were unmet, the validation, the love, the approval, the safety, the connection, the creative, mm-hmm. all of those fundamental needs. And when they're not met, they form these survival mechanisms, compensation patterns, and are very early attachment patterns. So they might show up as becoming defensive and protective or maybe avoiding or procrastinating or shutting down or becoming quiet and visible. I don't have any needs. No, not mm-hmm. me. I don't have anything. I I don't feel like I can ask for anything or this graspy clinginess or this hypervigilance of always being fearful that the shoe could drop at any moment or something bad might happen. And and that can result in, in patterns of working super, super hard, overcompensating, overworking, mm-hmm. trying to prove our value, playing the victim for attention, um, being afraid to connect with other people, being the bully, choosing to be people who hurt ourselves because that's hurt us because that's what we know, um, attracting people that don't treat you very well. So these are unhealthy, wounded ways of just asking, you know, trying to get what we meant because we, we don't know how to meet those needs. When we were just little babies, like, we couldn't meet those needs ourselves. And so these are ways that we are trying to actually meet what was unmet in the beginning. And what I find so often that happens with people is they look at that part of themselves that's running the show, like they're in charge, and and then we're like, why did I do that? That, that was so out of character of me. I don't understand why I acted that way. Why did I respond to it? And then you end up hating yourself for acting that way and making that part of you wrong or bad mm-hmm. or judging or criticizing that part of you. And 
pushing it aside or trying to think, oh, now I have something I, I have to fix about myself, when really it's just that little one inside of us that's just crying out for what never was met when right. it should have been met in their very beginning. It was a very vital and basic need. Right, and I would imagine most people wouldn't are not aware or conscious of this wounding if it happens, you know, prior to birth or when they're just a tiny baby because they don't remember. Um, many of us would remember um, in early childhood. Then we'll have memories and we can, you know. But so how do you take people to that point of repatterning? Um, for those who are listening to everything that you, you just shared and they were like, oh, that's me, that's me, mm. I do that, I do that. Um, I think it's very common, actually. So um, talk about the repatterning. Um, sure, okay, so I'm, I'm thinking of a, maybe an example I could share of myself or someone else. Um, okay, so I, there's this one woman that she grew up feeling like she was, everything had to be perfect. If everything wasn't perfect, that meant that something was wrong with her. And so when we work together, we can do regression back into the womb, but we can also connect with our memories just through our bodies. Mm -hmm. And because our bodies carry our memories, we can feel and experience those memories right within our bodies and we don't even have to do a regression. We can just connect somatically. And there's just this sense of knowing. There's this sense of feeling like, you know, I I just have this really strong feeling like I was supposed to be a boy and I came out a girl and I was a disappointment. And no matter what I do isn't ever good enough. I don't feel perfect enough. Or, or I've had instances where... The birth wasn't planned, and there was shame around mm, the pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So the person in the womb uh, made the decision that they were shameful, that they didn't deserve to exist, and that they just went on through life playing invisible and hiding and not wanting to be seen. And so since it's a very somatic experience, what we do is we... We feel into the experience without becoming overwhelmed. So we are always continuing to resource ourselves in the process. So that may be being wanted or being accepted. And, and we pull in resources. Resources can come from anywhere. And working as a practitioner, it can bring in the resources of I see you, I acknowledge you. Um, you are mm -hmm. wanted. Um, people can pull in guides, angels, people that are alive, grandparents, figures that they admire, uh, past memories that are resourceful. Um, it, it can be any number of things. So it, there's kind of a pendulation process that happens of kind of going to the leading, our leading age without becoming overwhelmed while simultaneously resourcing ourselves so that we feel more resourced, we begin to feel like our needs are met. And I find that 
so often it's not a matter of trying to fix what is broken because there isn't anything broken. Right. It's it's more about learning to be able to receive and feeling that you're worthy enough to be able to receive what is already here and what's already present. Right. And I know that um, you mentioned something in our Facebook group about, you know, a lot of people may be going through disillusionment or, you know, different things. Expand on that a little bit and even um, how that relates to your own story because um, I know I saw in some of the notes, I mean, you had quite a bit of that disillusionment and, you know, going down that rabbit hole is self-improvement, never feeling good enough. Um, a common story for um, for many, but what can you share about that? Yeah. Oh, my, it's like, okay, the story of my life here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, if I go, I go back to my own story from the very beginning from when I was born, and when I was unpacking my own birth story, I had this very, very strong impression that when I was born, and I think that I was... I think my dad wanted a boy, and he was like, yeah, I'm okay with a girl, but I always felt like and he really wanted a boy. And and then when I was revisiting that birth experience of my own, I realized that what I felt was this enormous amount of pressure for my for me to be my dad's do-over life. Like, this was his opportunity to do life Mm -hmm. over through me. Like, he wanted to live his life over through me. All those things he wished he had done, Mm -hmm. things he wished he had done differently, he wanted me to do that. And so there was so much pressure. I felt like I had to think like him. I had to be interested in the things that he was. And, And so... I didn't really feel free to explore the things that I wanted to do. I wanted to be a girly girl and, you know, do gymnastics and dance and stuff like that. And and I was having to do man chores, and it's just Mm -hmm. fine. I mean, I learned to work hard. I appreciate that. And uh, it just, you know, go to college, get a four-year degree. I worked so hard to try to gain my dad's approval. And then I had the cultural and religious expectations that were all part of that at the same mm-hmm. time. And and then, you know, always being told from the very beginning that we had to prove ourselves worthy in order to earn our way back into heaven, into God's presence. Like, we had to do all of this stuff in order to prove our worthiness. So it just felt like no matter how hard I tried, mm-hmm. I was never going to be able to make it. I was never going to be worthy. God was never going to take me in. And and I just, I, I tried to do all of the right things. I tried to be the good girl. I tried to do the best thing that I could. And I got married young. I had children. Everything that I thought I was supposed to do. I sacrificed and nurtured mm-hmm. and everything that, I was expected to do to the point that I was like, I don't even know who I am anymore. I, I, I just, I have been living for everybody else and I don't even know myself anymore. And that's when I really hit, and then it was like, okay, then, so I go into the healing path, the self-development path. I'm like, Oh, I gotta fix this trauma, and I have to heal this experience, and the, I gotta fix this about it. It was like this endless 
healing rabbit hole of having to fix myself. Like, like there's some ladder we climb to get up to this point of ascension, like the ladder some sort of checkoff list, and eventually we're going to get up to the top of the ladder, we're going to reach ascension, some fairy godmother is going to tap us on the forehead and say, <laughs> you've arrived, no more getting triggered, and you're going to live in bliss forever. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, it's just this constant feeling of, I'm never going to be good enough. There's always something more to heal. There's always something more to fix. And then realizing there's nothing to fix. I was never broken in the first place. That There's mm-hmm. just all these parts of me that I have abandoned, I've left behind, I've made wrong. They just want to come back and be mm-hmm. part of me again and be loved and embraced for right, who I that's am. How- you said reclaim the inner child. So I think that the main thing I'm hearing is, you know, realizing, oh, my gosh, I was never not good enough. I was never broken. And it's just kind of putting yourself back together, reclaiming all those aspects of you. Um, and so so how would you describe now? So after go- going through all of those things, Julia, um, so when you work with people, it's not about fixing them. Um, it's about rewriting the script. Um, I just want to distinguish how you're presenting um, these empowerment tools, you know, in a way that was different from the rabbit hole method. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's about making new meaning out of the experience and mm-hmm. – what we're doing is we're bringing joy to the experience. We're bringing love to the experience, safety, compassion, all of those things that weren't there in the story. We're bringing all of those resources into the story that weren't there to begin with. Right, right. So, I mean, what kind of um, experiences are you able to witness um, with someone as they're going through this kind of exploration or rewriting? I mean, is it, uh, I would imagine, imagine it's just a lightening up. (laughs) 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 Isn't that really what Ascension is, lightening up? Um, But like, what kind of things do you notice most often when you're um, Um. doing this? So I remember I had one person, she pretty much kind of just locked herself up in the house and felt like she could go out, be around people. She goes, I don't feel like I belong here, like on this planet. Like, I don't even want to be here. Mm-hmm. And she didn't even want to go out of her house just because she didn't feel any sense of belonging in the world. And for her, she was... I think for the first time in a really long time, she'd been single for a long, long time. I hadn't dated in a long time. Just really hadn't connected with people in a while. And she thought, you know, I feel like I'm ready to reach out now. I, I feel like I'm ready to make connections now. Uh, you know, the lightning, yeah, definitely there's just this sigh of relief, this connection with... Um, 
their soul's purpose and why they're here and um the the ending the self sabotage like that that the negative critical self talk mm-hmm. becomes more compassionate. That is a, a truly a beautiful gift. And Julia, would you mind um, speaking up a little bit? We have a couple people writing in um, oh. that are struggling to to hear. I can hear you. Um, but perhaps just project a little bit more, put the uh, microphone closer. Okay. Sure. There. I love that. I Yes. Whatever you just did. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Um, yeah, we want everyone to be able to clearly hear all of these beautiful messages from you. Um, and then we're going to take callers and <clears throat> um, people are writing in their questions as well. So I want to get to that, and um, let's see. I'm, I'm going to look at my notes here. Julia, is there anything that you want to highlight and talk about before we get to interacting with our beautiful listeners? Mm. <laughs> I know we could probably go down a few of these um, avenues. but um, We can come back. Okay. Um, I know. Okay. Let's see. I want to highlight that the birth imprints, and I'm looking at these notes, are the stamps that have been branded on us from the stories of the past, our ancestors. Um, That's a big part of this, too, um, that we haven't touched on. And, you know, this is kind of the lifetime of liberation where we can <laughs> clear a lot of that. So I want to highlight that that's part of this work as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, okay, everyone. So if you have questions um, and you're ready to get off that spiral, that downward spiral, that um, – self-sabotage spiral. I think that's what I'm hearing. You know, we're so hard on ourselves that it's just like, yeah. you know, that it's, it's time to break free of that. Um, so, okay, I'm going <laughs> to... Um, Lacey just wrote in. She said, wait, the Ascension Fairy isn't coming my way? Ha-ha, <laughs> <laughs> when am I going to arrive? There must be some arrival destination. Well, I'll be happy forever. Right. Um, she said, so grateful to be here for this wise, deep conversation. We are glad you're here too, Lacey. Um, let's see. Um, Linda said, um, I'm going, I'm in the webcast, by the way. She said, I keep calling in my inner child to step forth and I'm encouraging her to take the reins so that I can return to this state of wonder and awe and excitement and what could be. But she said that she is so shy, her inner child. What can I do or how can I connect to renew this important part of my life and step into my purpose? Mm. So what would you say to someone like Linda, who's trying to connect with her inner child, give her that sense of excitement and wonder and awe that she's just shy and it's hard to connect? Yeah. Well, it's a good chance that at some point in time that wonder and that excitement and that playful, curious child was maybe not fully received to the degree that it 
would have liked to have been received. And so there may have been some, uh, oh, I would say degree of shame, but uh, just criticism towards that shyness and that wonder. And so the little one is, is really saying, I want to feel safe again to be seen and to play and to express and and that's what she needs to bring to her little one. And what she can do is, I like to have baby dolls. You can take a blanket, take a picture of yourself when you're a child and say it's safe to be seen. I accept all of your um, curiosity and wonder and you're safe with me. And, and really work on cultivating that feeling of the experience of feeling safe and free to be in that excitement and that wonder and that play. And so that's a way that she can and speak and connect with her inner child in a way that's validating and approving that it's, it's mm-hmm. safe and it's okay to be seen. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, thank you for that. And Linda, thank you for writing in. Um um, I would love to take some live callers, um, you know, on this topic, ideally. <laughs> so um, if you could just give us your name and your question for Julia, that would be beautiful. So I am coming out there. Again, it's star two to raise your hand if you've called in by phone. Okay, so first caller that I'm going to is area code 250. Hi. Hi, Carrie. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Hi, Julia. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> My name is Sherry. Um, Sherry. I love you, Sherry. <laughs> I love you, too. <laughs> Welcome to our soul family, Julia. <laughs> Hi, Sherry. Um, <laughs> Hi. Um, so you said something that actually definitely triggered something in my body. So if you could help me uncover what needs to be uncovered. Um, you, you brought up shame and hiding and I do tend to do that I step out and then I hide back and um you know understand that I love my parents but under the circumstances it was not you know I was not really welcomed um so on some level I just figured that was more abandonment that I was carrying um but when you said shame that really triggered like a physical reaction in my body which I was not expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not just you were unwanted, but you're not okay. You're not acceptable. And that is so painful. I think that's probably one of the most painful emotions that we could have. It's very, very deep. And when we feel that in our bodies, it's very, it's very potent and, and so what we can do is we can create environments where we can go back to that moment of time and create a new story about being welcomed and being received and being wanted just as you are. And where where do you say that you feel that in your body? Uh, I would say my nervous system. <laughs> oh, it's just all yeah. the way through the wiring of your nervous system. And so then we could find a place that doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel safe. We can tap into that 
bring that in and to feel the nervous system. And, and this takes time. It's, it's kind of the process when we go that helps really be able to unwind the nervous system. I was working with somebody the other day, and um, her, it was in her stomach, and she had to – you know, it was it was in her stomach and resource a part of her that she could drink up from and bring that into her stomach that a place of being good enough. And so for you it's not just about being good enough, but about being accepted and loved for, for who you are, not for what you do or not for how you show up, but just exactly as you are. And so there was probably a point in time, probably I'm sensing um, first trimesters, what's coming to me, and <laughs> being back into that place of, you know, something that resonate? We pick <laughs> up like yes. I really wanted. Yeah, yeah. right back yes, in no, that I first trimester. Yeah, no, no, I was. No, yeah, there's, no, I was not wanted. There's, no. there's this beautiful process that um, um, we what we get to do is called first where the the developing blastocyte connects with the uterus lining of the mother for the first time. And so that we get to bring in um, the resources of that newly developed, developing um, embryo into a fetus right back in that moment. We, it, it's of feeling that welcoming and that nurturing that wasn't there all the way back in that first trimester. So that's one of the processes and exercises that we have done. I I went through this with my mother because I didn't feel like my mother wanted me either. It was like, <laughs> oh, but it was a way of being able to, and for me, the resources that I had, that I felt that I could claim was actually my connection with the Great Mother. And some of us who feel like we didn't have very good um, mother figures in our lives, for me, I needed to connect with the Great Mother of all that is, our, our Heavenly Mother. And and so I did this experience where we just went into the cosmic moon of the Mother and repatterned that whole experience all over again. And it was so nourishing. And that's something, you know, if you wanted to work with me, we could do. But that is a way to be able to heal that part of you and reclaim all of that uh, part that was separated out of shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, like I said, I... I I thanks. It was a good awareness that um, I just had no idea I was coming, like on some level, coming from that space and place. And um, so, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful awareness. And I love having you here. You know, you're here a lot, <laughs> Sherry. There, and you are family. You are so accepted and welcomed and loved here. And I, I, I hope um, you feel that. And I, I pretty totally sure feel that. <laughs> yes, I do. And I, yeah. I love you. And I love, I love it here. And yes, I, it is, it is my safe place just to be, warts and all, so to speak. And. And, a place and we, to fall we welcome and you grow, just right? as you are. <laughs> right? <laughs> Complete, yes, unconditional love. And 
Yes, and I am so grateful and heart to heart, hand in hand. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. Oh, <laughs> love you, Sherry, and love you for being here. Um, Julia, I'm, I'm, I want to take some more callers, but I'm feeling like this is a good time to really highlight, you know, how people can work with you because it doesn't just happen in a couple minutes, you know, here um, live, and it's a pretty personal experience as well. So. Um, You've created two offers for this beautiful community. They can be found at straighttalkforthesoul.com. Click on our marketplace. You will see Julia's beautiful face. Um, click on her picture. You'll see these two offers. The first one is called Birth Rescripting. Um, this is a live um, virtual course. It's six um, Zoom calls, five processes, a birth intake form, a PDF workbook, um, um, where you're going to go in with them and help them do all of this. And I'd love for you to go into a little more detail about that. But offer B is um, all of that plus a, a session with you. And that's where I think a lot of this um, just transformation can happen in a private session with you. So for those of you who, mm-hmm. you know, are really resonating with, with this and you want some, you know, really personal support um this is what i would recommend but um julia in the in the group class or course um what's going to happen there yeah so there's going to be six calls six days in a row we'll have a first class will everybody will have an intake to explore their own birth uh, we'll go over everything that we're going to be doing how to prepare Um, Everyone can share their intentions, what they would like to get, uh, what they know, what they've experienced. And then what we'll do is we'll go through the birth journey and exploring what some of our imprints are and how they affect our lives today. So we would start with preconception. How did I feel about coming into this world? Was I planned? Did mom and dad want me? Was I an intended uh, birth? How did I feel about that? And exploring the thoughts, the emotions, uh, the patterns, beliefs that we may have decided all the way back then as a soul. And then we'll go into the womb prints because when we're in our mother's womb, we're already deciding, is this <clears throat> is this life safe? Is it... Uh, um, is it dangerous? <laughs> Am I wanted? And, and so... Um, we'll we'll spend a class on our our time in our mother's womb. How did I feel about my my parents, the body I chose, the life I chose, and then our birth imprints? Well, I mean, there's so mm-hmm. much there, you know, because how um, what were their chemical imprints? Were there drugs involved? Was there a cesarean? Were there forceps vacuum extraction? All of these kinds of things have been correlated to very specific patterns in our life. Um, like if we were born by a cesarean section, there's chances are that we felt like we were not in control, like things were taken away from us or um you know, there's all kinds of different patterns that are associated by our our mode of delivery. And then there's the early childhood bonding period. 
Um, how did I connect with mom? How did I connect with dad? Maybe there was an adoption. Maybe dad wasn't present. All of these kinds of things. And so it's really about exploring our early meaning making of our experiences that we had back then and the imprints that created patterns that, oh, now I'm connecting the dots. Now I kind of understand where this comes from. Mm -hmm. And then we can create uh, a matrix, a web, a, a circle that can help support you in special, I like to call them maternal, they're called maternal matrixes. They're like affirmations, but they're, they're, they're really, they're messages of our, our higher self to our, um, our wounded little ones. And so it's mm -hmm. about reparenting ourselves again. And so and then the final class is going to be exploring the pre-life, our soul's blueprint. Um, and here, here's the, here's the paradox of it all. It's, it's, you know, every baby's birthright to come into the world with compassion and love and acceptance and dignity and kindness. But yet on the other hand, <laughs> we actually chose to come to this earth and experience contrast. We, we chose to go through experiences and navigate feelings of unwantedness and, and that's part of our experience that we chose to come and experience and there there were reasons for that there were ways that we knew that that would be our way of growing and so having that over soul perspective of what I chose to come here and experience so we'll go into a little bit of that and it's a way to kind of compile our story as it was and then the private session is to make it as it could have been. Liberation. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do not want to forget to mention that there is a three-day bonus offer, a Divine Mother Meditation. Um, you mentioned the Divine Mother when we were speaking with Sherry. And so that is available if you choose to get this offer in the next three days. And... Um, yeah, um, so really, really consider this, reflect on this, if this feels like it would really serve your liberation. Um, Julia is a beautiful being to support you with that. Mm -hmm. um, Arietta from Greece just said, um, wow, what an interesting interview. Julia is a powerful and passionate healer. What I love the most is her authenticity and simplicity. She is the healer I love to work with the most. Truly enjoy being with you both. Love and blessings. So I wanted to pass that along to you, Julia, and everyone else. Aww. Thank you, Arietta. So sweet. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> um, beautiful. Arietta's here a lot. So, Aria, we, we appreciate your presence here, too. Um, okay, my dear, thank you for creating those offerings. And this really is a special topic. It is, you know, a liberating topic for sure. And I think there are people here who are really feeling um, just resonating with it. So, um, I'm grateful, Julia. So what I'd like mm -hmm. to do before we do the Divine Spark activation, um, take um, a couple more questions. Um, I'm in our webcast right now since I went to see Arietta's comment. 
And um, Lacey had asked from Ontario, this kind of work, can it help with conception? Oh, yeah. We had, yeah. Um, and no, Lacey, we hadn't talked about that earlier because um, she missed the first few minutes of the show, she says. Um, so you do work with people who are looking to, to get pregnant as well. Yeah, we can we can explore the connections. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. Of, yeah, so 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 many times um, there's there's uh, stuff in the field. Once it's cleared, moms get pregnant. And unless there's you know there's biological reasons, they can't really do anything about. But if there's stuff in the field, once that's cleared, moms usually are very quick to conceive. Well, that's nice to hear. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, Lacey, I hope you heard that. Um, Kathleen. And then we can explore the spirit, too, you know. If there's, oh, yes. There's spirit, spirit babies in the field, too. So, Yeah. Oh, that's a good addition to that topic. <laughs> Lacey, I ho- hope you heard that, too. Um, <laughs> Kathleen from Oregon said, this is such an awesome topic. I recently experienced my birth trauma and the difficulty of embodiment with energy work. I'm experiencing some anxiety and depression that is new since this. Do you have any suggestions for healing this? Was this a birth that she gave birth to? I don't know. Kathleen, maybe a little more detail on that. It just says, I recently experienced my birth trauma and the difficulty of embodiment with energy work. Um, Oh, okay. And experiencing anxiety and and depression that is new since this. Um, Okay, kind of sounds like it. Yeah, I I think. I think so. Um, So... Based on that information, any, you know, simple suggestion? I know clearly a, a private session could be most beneficial, but what can you share yeah, with Kathleen? It's about unwinding the, the nervous mm-hmm. system, that, that feeling of things didn't go the way they were hoped to have gone, and now it's stuck and needs to be released out of the nervous system. What can she do? Um Usually there's untapped anger that comes out, and a lot of times we don't feel like we want to really get angry and pissed off. You know what? This shouldn't have happened, and because we think we should be all spiritual and everything, but sometimes we have to let ourselves get really angry about the way things, I mean, in a productive way. I'm just talking about letting the expression yeah being able to work through that like no this this wasn't right this shouldn't have happened and um it's really better done in the context of support but writing the story i think that could be a good starting place is to write the story as it was and all of the hard feelings, and then write a story to herself as a loving parent. I think that would be a really good place to start. Mm-hmm. That is a great suggestion. And Kathleen, I hope that you heard that. Um, Maria from San Francisco said, I feel and I hold a lot of pain 
and it's made me sick in a lot of ways. I haven't learned how to let go. My mind, stomach, organs, hormones, um, any help would be appreciated um, so I can go forward. Um, so for someone who's experiencing that, a lot of pain, hold a lot of pain, which causes her to be sick in a lot of ways, you know, mind, stomach, organs, hormones, um, any practical guidance or suggestion here? Well, I'm just I'm just picking up and hearing the words. I'm holding the pain to hurt myself. There's something that has become internalized at some point where there's this feeling that I have to continue to create and hold on to this pain and hurt myself for something that has happened, and that it's time to give yourself permission to not hurt anymore. Mm-hmm. That, that Like this is self-inflicting. I'm just hearing that this is a self-inflicting thing and that I'm just hearing that you do not have to inflict this on yourself anymore. Um, for, let me just feel into this. Um, There, there was something that had happened with a male authority figure that made her feel wounded at some point in time. This is a way of self-inflicting this pain over and over again, and she doesn't need to carry mm-hmm. that anymore. Hmm. Yeah, Maria. Um, I really hope you heard that. <laughs> um no need to continue to perpetuate that cycle of uh, self-inflicted pain. I mean, it can become such a normal, familiar feeling, you know, that it's, it does. it's it's creating a new story, a new familiar where you're lighter, you feel better, you expect to feel lighter and better. And um, um, Maria, and then there's also going to be this activation that Julia is going to be sharing in a few minutes, so stay tuned for that. Um, Kathleen just wrote back and said, yes, it was It was my own birth. Um, I felt separated from God, and that was so traumatic. Along with the anesthesia my mother was given, thank you for the idea of writing my own story. Much love. Mm, yeah. Okay, thanks for the feedback, Kathleen. Lots of love to you, too. Um let me take another live caller or two before we go into the group um, meditation, uh, Julia, if that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. And just let a little bit more flow here, connect with a few more people. Okay, I'm coming back out to all of you with your hands up, and I'm going to go to area code 617. You're live, 617. Hello? Hi, and welcome. Hi, thanks. It's actually another Kathleen. <laughs> okay. Hi, Kathleen. Hi. And, um, boy, this is so resonating. And I, I'm so grateful for both of you. This is um, quite an amazing call. And I, and and my thing is um, I can feel the unwinding happening. Mm-hmm. Um as I'm bringing in all the different soul fragments, I'm really trying to bring them in with love and inclusion. But I keep getting that there's something more that wants to be revealed. 
And I definitely know I'm going to do your your um, rescripting session because I, I've just gotten that to do it. Um, but there is something that wants to be revealed now that you're going to reveal to me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're going to do the session. Um, yes. What sure. are you intuitively feeling, Julie? Um, yeah, I'm just connecting with her, herself. And I'm just getting this image of a broken mirror, and it has all of these different points, and it's spinning, and as it's spinning, all of these lights are reflecting reflecting off of it, and I don't know, I get weird things, and then I have to say, what the heck this means? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so all of these different colors that are shining off of you are reflections of the light and aspects of your many different attributes and characteristics and facets of your personality Mm -hmm. and and it's showing me that it is going around and picking up all of those pieces Mm. And there's like, okay, so then there's this one little gray one that's off to the side. <laughs> so it's like it's reclaiming it. Okay, there's this light fragment. Yeah, okay, let me see. What does it say? Unresolved grief and disappointment. Mm. Mm-hmm. That it's okay to be sad and disappointed when things don't turn out the way you want them to. And that you can own that as part of who you are, part of your humanity. And that is acceptable in all of the rays and beauty of who you are. Every part, that even even the parts that seem like we think we have to shine all the time, right? <laughs> we have to be bright yeah. and sparkly. Yeah. And what I'm, I'm being shown is that it's okay to not always have to be bright and sparkly and shine and seem like you always have to have it together. And mm. it's it's a part of the facets of all of the whole of who you are. Mm-hmm. Part of your humanness. Mm-hmm. The mm. kaleidoscope of Kathleen. Yeah, it's the kaleidoscope. <laughs> yep. It's mm-hmm. what it looks like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> too. I, I love that. I'm I'm actually a visual artist. Mm-hmm. And so now oh. I, I know why it came in in this image. You know, mm-hmm. when you were saying it, I'm like, oh, wow. But it's so beautiful. I think I have to do a painting around it. Yes. Oh, how wonderful. I love that. 
And I love the title, Kaleidoscope of Kathleen. (laughs) (laughs) The name of your new uh, piece of art. If you do it, post it on Facebook group or something. Oh, I will. I will. Well, I I really look forward to um, the birth rescripting because I just think this will further bring everything into – like all the soul fragments just into this resonance where mm-hmm. every part of me can be, can just be in this mm-hmm. um, loving environment, you know, like nothing's left out. And the totality. It's like all the yes. colors of Kathleen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Totality. And, and there's mm-hmm. not any little piece that's mm-hmm. left out to hang out mm-hmm. by itself thinking it's not wanted in the right. overall. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Beautiful, yeah, I Kathleen. just feel my body relax as, as you were saying that. I go, oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm so thank glad you I so called much. on you. Yeah. yeah I am, so too. I am, too. And I look forward to taking the um, rescripting. Thank you so much, um, both of you. I look for forward to meeting you, all Kathleen. All your beautiful work. Yay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Kathleen. Okay. Julia, thank you for that. Um, Okay. I think I'm looking at our timing. Why don't we go ahead, if you're ready, Julia, move into the the group meditation. It's a divine spark activation. Um, Anything that you want to share about this before we go ahead and dive in? No. I'm just going to invite you to just, uh, tune in and connect with me on give me your full attention um, drop whatever else you're doing multitasking and just be fully present so. all right if you're ready well, I'm ready okay. okay so I'll just invite everyone here sit comfortably close your eyes You can rest your hands on your thighs, and if you're able to, put your feet on the floor. And she began breathing deeply, breathing in from your abdomen, breathing in through your nose, and out through your mouth. Each time you exhale, just let your shoulders sink down a little bit more. Relaxing you much more deeply. And you can feel the force of the breath, the life force of your breath as it moves freely through the body. Inhaling deeply and exhaling slowly. Just letting go. Softening. Just listen for a moment. It is unfortunate that for many people in the world that they did not have the opportunity to feel fully received and wanted at birth and grew on to feel that they were somehow not good enough or a disappointment or unworthy love and affection. And, and for many, there were was not a nourishing, gentle, and loving motherly presence that helped them to feel free and safe to explore who they are 
and to have a sense of belonging and meaning in the world. When they grew up feeling a lack of resourcefulness or trying to find what was missing in all of the wrong places. But however, you know that deep down, you came into the world for something much more, much bigger. And the good news is that the source of a loving Heavenly Mother is always available. It's always present. And if you didn't have an earthly mother figure in your life that you can connect with, you have, you can connect with the mother who brought your soul into creation. And if that doesn't resonate with you, then you can connect with any mother figure that's alive or deceased. And just take a deep breath now and breathe in deep into your heart, dropping your awareness into the center of your heart. Breathing slowly, easily, and rhythmically through your heart. Noticing and feel the rhythm of your heartbeat. With every breath you take and with every beat of your heart, you begin to awaken a light within, a divine, luminous spark that connects you to your eternal being self. As a son or a daughter of the Most High, the full creative power of life itself dwells within you, as you, manifesting as you. Take a deep breath and letting go on the exhale. We call forth the great mother creatrix of all life. And you may use your imagination to give her an offering, such as rose petals or whatever you'd like to give as an offering. And on the in-breath, you carry the infinite stream of her compassion, her healing and love. And your whole body and mind are held in her compassionate, healing embrace. Feeling you to overflowing, overflowing with light, presence, love. As she infuses every particle for that which you feel is missing with the presence of her presence and love and light. And there is a stirring of the remembering of your original wholeness and completeness and fullness. And within your heart there is, there is a house where your inner child resides. And you hear your inner child playing. Just be together. And speak with your little one and Thank them and send them love. And ask about its early childhood. The part of you that was abandoned. How it affected you. And just listen. 
Ask what it thinks about your life and what you are doing. Have a conversation. Welcome any thoughts, any emotions, exactly as they are. And bring your little one into the heart, the heart of Divine Mother, the Mother of Creatrix, the Mother of all that is, and feel the wisdom and the joy and the raw emotions. And listen for what she has to say. My dear one, you are my son, you are my daughter, and I gave you the breath of life. You are my child. You are a part of me, the part of the spark of the universe created from the universe within my image. And I conceived you to be a sovereign creator, for that is what I am. I unconditionally love you beyond your understanding. And you are not broken. I see your pain. I I acknowledge I acknowledge you for how hard you have been trying. And I accept you right where you are at. You are perfect enough. Your wholeness, your worthiness is already here. Under all those layers and veils of conditioning, inherited tendencies, collective beliefs, the wounding, the trauma, and the family dynamics, none of that is you. None of that defines you. For I see you for who you really are. I see your pureness and the innocence. And those who have hurt you in the past, who were bigger and more powerful than you, You didn't do anything wrong to deserve being mistreated. And your true worthiness, it isn't personal. It is the existence itself. You cannot earn it. You cannot merit it. There is nothing to prove, nothing to grasp for, and nothing to chase. Everything is already worthy by virtue of existing, or nothing is. And as you grow, my little one, your perspective is expanding and waking up to the recognition that you are worthy by the nature of existence itself. And with my spoken word from where all things are created, feel the presence of my hands as I place it upon your heart. You may hear the sound syllable or see brilliant color, colors or light of my love activating this divine spark that is within you, feeling you to the very core. And you may begin to have a knowing of the divinity, the pureness, and the holiness within you as you remember yourself as an eternal being. This is sacred energy. Fill yourself with this light as you breathe in breathing out any particles that you are not, breathing out fear and worry, doubt and insecurity. Place your burdens before me, my child. You don't have to carry them anymore. You're free. Let them go. 
breathing in more light, the sacred holiness into every cell of your being. You're contained and held in this great cosmic womb, surrounded by holy light. Feel into the holiness, the sacredness of being held in love, permeating into every cell of your being. And breathe in this intelligent infinity. For this is the very breath that you have longed for. To come home to yourself. Notice the divine spark within you becoming brighter and brighter. Allow your entire attention and awareness to melt into this light. I am holding you. Feel the energy activating through your heart, giving song, giving rejoice, connecting to the true essence of who you are. All of your angels sing in the rejoice of who you are. The light is always here. And this light is here to stay. Return here often. Return here to me and listen with this light and you will find me. You are not alone. And here you will find all of the acknowledgement that you need. That you are good enough. You are worthy enough. You are perfectly you. And I feel these blessings upon you now. This is your lifetime to shine. And it's safe to be seen. And you are lighting the world just in your beingness. Lightening and brightening the spirits of others. You are becoming more aware of your true nature as a powerful co-creator. Go forth, my dear one, and do good works and spark the light within others. And know that you are good. You matter. And you are making a difference. So it is. Amen. Thank you, Julia. That was really beautiful. Um, Very beautiful. And for all of you who participated in that with us, thank you. Um, And would love for you to write in, let us know how you're feeling. There's so much gentleness that flows through you, Julia. So much kindness, compassion, grace. And, of course, that was uh, certainly felt <laughs> with the Cosmic Mother. Um, it was interesting, even before you went into that meditation, Lacey had said, there's a really strong Divine Mother energy coming through. And <laughs> and it just naturally flows through you. And um, uh, that was really, really beautiful. Um um, I'm going to read some of the comments that came in right before the meditation um, to give people a moment to <laughs> mm-hmm. to um, to uh, write in again. Uh, Cece from Houston um, had said, when you said earlier you were talking about um, to one of the callers that it was okay to not always be you know, up, and it was okay to feel disappointed. She said, this one hit me, and I started tearing up. It's Mm -hmm. okay to be sad and disappointed. I did feel like I had to be happy. And 
and when I wasn't and I was feeling bad. So this is amazing. So she's saying thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Cece. Um, I'm glad that you were here to receive that. Um, Karen uh, from Corpus Christi had said, thank you, ladies. This is so beyond fascinating. I'm so thankful to be here. Uh, I've had a very traumatic life starting at birth. I was actually born in a car in the ER mm. parking lot. My mom had a very short labor, and so I spent mm. most of my life punishing myself, never feeling accepted, wanted, or heard. Mm. And I always remember my narcissistic, uh, abusive dad being angry, and I hated Sundays because that was his day off and I was always in trouble or the scapegoat. I could go on and on. But is there anything you can offer to help me learn to heal and accept my inner child? I so appreciate any help, love, light, and blessings. That's Karen. Anything you want to share with Karen? Um, I would suggest that she creates a, like a mini little altar. Get a picture of her when she was a tiny, the earliest picture she can find when she was a little baby. And then I want her to choose... Uh, a maternal message to that baby and to write it down and place it upon that altar and to just say that to her her little baby picture like every night, every morning, a message. It could be um, she said something about feeling like she had to punish herself or it could be that um, I'm so happy and excited to have you here in my life. Or something like that. Whatever really feels like resonates with her. Um, I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy that you came here to be part of my life. There's just something like that. And write it down with her dominant hand and then write it down with her non-dominant hand. Mm. Okay. Um, let's see. Who? Let's see. All these people are writing in. I want to go back and find where it was. Karen. Okay, Karen. Hopefully that you will try that. Um, what is the um, significance of using both hands? Oh, it just activates the other part of the brain. Oh, yes, that makes sense. <laughs> so it's, it's more integrative. <laughs> right. 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 Karen, thank you for being here and for sharing that. And um, let's see, um, Eileen from Australia. Thank you for joining us from Australia, Eileen. Uh, she said, Dear Julia and Carrie, thank you for this beautiful call. Wonderful meditation. Your voice, Julia, is soothing and warm as Carrie's voice is. Well, that's nice of you. Blessings. Blessings to you, Eileen. <laughs> um Lacey said, thank you, Julia. That was divine. I felt such a, such a softness wash over my being. I, that's how I feel too, Lacey. Yes, beautiful sharing. Um, yeah, there's a lot of love flowing here. And I really, really enjoyed having you um, here, Julia, your first time here. And I hope that you could feel the love in our sacred circle here. Um 
Yeah, so many people writing in about your voice being so soothing. The latest one is Jackie. Julia, your voice is so soothing, so amazing, very healing. So what a gift that is. And I'm, I thank you for sharing that with all of us and for all the work that you're doing um, to liberate people and support them and uh, remind them that it's safe to be seen and safe to be exactly who they are, you know. Mm. Um, wow. Well, I hope you enjoyed yourself, uh, Julia. I did. I, 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 I really did. I enjoyed this so much and connecting with all of you. It's been wonderful. Hi. Um, I'm glancing back in. Anne. Hi, Anne. Um, Anne said, what a gorgeous wave to move forward with the day. Uh, thank you, Carrie and Julia, so much for holding this beautiful, supportive space for all of us today. Um, great. I just got on before the meditation. So grateful. Connecting to my inner child feels so powerful. Thank you. Love you all. Glad you're here. And, um, oh, Karen wrote back in and said that was a perfect, beautiful idea. I'll do that today. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. So that was from Karen. So... All right. Oh, Julia, any final message, my dear, before we say goodbye? Oh, is there any final? I would just say that we do not have to do anything to deserve or merit the love that is already here, you know, and that we can learn to be that healing presence for ourselves to meet life that we can feel joy even in the midst of pain we can feel fulfillment in living our lives as they are right now in each and every moment that we don't have to get to any arrival destination we just learn to be with our, ourselves to meet ourselves in those places that arise and to make those unsafe places feel safe again and loved again. And, you know, we can let down the whip and the striving and the proving and just stop all that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who was it that said about, yeah, no ascension fairy, um, you know, that we're waiting for to tell us we did it all right, you know. And, yes. <laughs> Oh, well. And go take your little ones for a walk today and go play. (laughs) Yes, yes. Do that, everybody. All right, Julia, thank you. And to everyone who's joined us, thank you so much for the gift of your time, your readiness, your openness, your love, and your presence today. What an honor and a joy to have you with us. Notice how you're feeling. Notice what stood out for you, what shifted for you. Notice what's different or what you want to be different and realize there is support. Um, Please consider the beautiful offerings Julia has created for all of you. And then just let the brilliant, bountiful, beautiful blessings flow to you now. Open, open, open to receive the benefits of everything that has been ignited within you and in our sacred circle today. Uh, Remember that awareness is what allows for alchemy and change. Um, You are all sacred beings, creator beings, multidimensional masters of light. Claim yourself as that. um, And just remember that you're brilliant, you're resilient, 
You are dearly, dearly loved, and you're not alone. Thank you for joining us on this soulful adventure today. I am sending crystalline rainbow waves of new earth grace and glory and gratitude from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, and offer it to those you encounter today or tonight, wherever you are in the world. And as always, until next time, please give yourself full permission to shine instead of shrink, express instead of suppress, and own that amazing, powerful glow of yours. Take flight, beacons of light, uh, and I'll see you all back here in this beautiful playground of light next time. Uh, Bye, everybody.